0: (laughs) okay hello everyone and welcome to it's always sunny in phoenix the only phoenix suns podcast that had the pleasure of talking to eddie johnson's older sister today
1: hi everyone my name is mitch and i just want to share the story of how that happened so the three of us are all in the same place for the first time i did a little vacation down to phoenix we're going to the game tonight and we went to a burrito place called Rubio's which was great and uh, as we were walking to go outside and sit down I was wearing a Steve Nash jersey of course and um, you know someone just stopped me and said oh you big Suns fan I said yeah of course and turned out her name was Rena and she's Eddie Johnson's sister so she introduced herself I introduced myself we talked about the team a little bit Said, you know, we're big fans of Eddie, and it was really cool. She was a super nice lady, and it was a great experience.
2: Yeah, moral of the story is that we're BFFs with Eddie now. So yeah,
0: basically. See, we're gonna give you an inside scoop here. Um, it's unknown if Eddie will be broadcasting tonight's game against the Thunder. It's because he's moving. Yeah. Even his sister couldn't get a hold of him. So that that's some low key stuff. We're we're dropping it here.
2: You Pretty heard it here deal. first. So, so it's a spoiler alert. But it's not, because by the time this actually goes up, the game will already have been played. It'll be two games after. You know
1: what, David? Those are just details. Just for time reference, it's Friday, March 3rd, and we're going to the game against the Thunder.
0: There we go. Okay. And you know what? If you're anything like Eddie Johnson's older sister, and you want to talk to us, you can get a hold of us on Twitter, at Pod. Check us out on Facebook under the name Phoenix Suns, multiple sources. And please feel free to send any comments or suggestions or questions our way through email at sunnyinphxpod at gmail.com.
2: Yeah, and I do want to preface this real quick. If we are a little echoey, you know, don't really complain because have you ever listened to a Bill Simmons podcast? All the people on the phone sound terrible and are way too quiet. So, like, we're a little echoey. We're all together. That's it leave yeah. leave us alone leave me alone go away <laughs> don't please just
1: enjoy the fact that we're all together as much as we enjoy it and you know it brings up a very important point when you go on vacation you got to pack and when you go to phoenix there's a few things you got to bring you got to bring a swimsuit you got to bring sandals all that good stuff you got to bring t-shirts and speaking of t-shirts you can head over to tpublic.com slash user slash sunnyinphx, and you can get yourself three, four, five t-shirts that say the cheese is warming up or PHX, and have one for every day you're down here. Go golfing in one, go to a game in one, hang out in one, whatever you want to do.
0: And with all the color options we have on the website, you could get a different color for each day, so no one will be giving you funny looks. So you can rock a purple one one day, orange the next, so... You, you got options with our t-shirts.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm wearing one right now.
0: That's right. Under the Nash jersey.
1: Yes. And I will be alternating during the game, so uh, be prepared for that.
0: Some free advertising while we're at the game. Be re- be prepared in
2: the past. Exactly. So go tell your past <laughs> self to be prepared for this.
0: Like, like I said earlier, those are just details. We're, we're just having fun. So. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's hop into this, and let's go back to last week in our game against the Memphis Grizzlies. And to start things off, I'll be honest here. Devin Booker may have flopped a little bit. Boom, after... kicked
2: Charlie off the podcast.
0: <laughs> I said may have. So he, he may have flopped a little bit after receiving that high elbow from Vince Carter. But at the time, on the court, it looked pretty bad. So no one from the Suns really seemed to care too much about it. No one got up in his face other than...
2: Chris uh, did a little bit of talking.
0: Chris did a little bit of talking, but then we saw Alex Len do kind of what you'd assume Alex Len would do in a physical situation. He just walked up and smacked the ball out of Carter's hands, and that was about it. Ultimate so,
2: sign of disrespect.
0: But, anyways, let, let's hear. Here's a quote from what Coach Watson said right after that game. He said, We have to find some players in free agency or the first chance we get who can protect our top offensive players. That has to happen. If not, Book is going to see a lot of elbows. It's the reason Kobe went out and got Ron Artest and Matt Barnes. It's the reason why Jordan went out and got guys who could protect him. Who's going to protect our young guys? It's the, it's the situation we're in. We have to find a guy who can come in and make another team think twice about doing that. That should be our top priority for us moving forward. So what do you guys think about this? Is the enforcer still a role that needs to be in today's NBA? or do we just need to have our big guys play play a little aggressive just even on defense defensively maybe put a hurt on a guy taking it to the hoop we don't need cheap shots or anything but what are you guys feeling about it
2: yeah you know um first things first uh technically kobe didn't um bring in our test our test kind of barged into kobe shower uh, after the game which makes it just even better story um if you go back but um You know, it's a good thing because we do have an enforcer. His name's P.J. Tucker. Oh. Uh, But but wait.
0: Not anymore. Oh. Did you forget already? What's
2: happened in the last two weeks? I've been in a coma.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Rather would have been. But it does does hurt missing P.J. He was the one guy on our team that he had some beef on him. He had that attitude. No one wanted to mess with P.J. You, You see the guys act tough, but when it came down to it, no one wants to get in a tussle with PJ, so we're missing out on that right now. Um, we got Alex Len, he's a big guy. Technically. He's he's a big guy, he's seven seven one, you know. Yeah. And then but on the roster right now, I think if we have an enforcer, it's Alan Williams, big sauce. But maybe big sauce is a little too nice to be the tough guy on How the court. How can you hate big sauce though? It's not hate.
1: It's it's a compliment. He no, like
2: an enforcer, like creates hate in other fan bases. Oh, okay. Big Sauce okay. is impossible to hate. Okay. So. Yeah, everyone loves
1: Big Sauce. I so.
0: don't know. After you get jacked up by Big Sauce and he throws an elbow in your chin, are you are you gonna like him though? I mean, That's I would, but <laughs> you, you would. You're, you're into that. Yeah. Okay. That. <laughs> but so, do you think a guy on the roster could be this guy, or do you think we're gonna look for a man? I don't know. We just. We just dropped Sullinger. I bet he could have laid some wood on somebody, but what, he do, could what get do you think? Up off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys think is gonna happen? Are we gonna find a guy like that, or does someone just need to fill it?
1: Well, I, I mean, Earl makes a great point, of course, but I just don't know how necessary it is, especially because Booker is starting to get these superstar foul calls, like in that game against the Bulls on the uh, last second shot. I don't know if that was really a foul. Um, so Technically
2: seeing, a foul, not one that they normally call. Right. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, seeing him starting to get those calls gives me hope. If we don't do something like this, um, I, I would like to see someone who's already on the roster step up and fill that role, even if it is Len, because he needs to do something. He's got to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what? What's going to happen this off season if he can't? If he just continues doing what he's doing, I don't think it's going to be too good for him.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I My first inclination is to say Tyson, you know, he's our vet, he's all those things. Tyson has way too much respect for everyone in the league, and everyone has too much respect for him. He's just not really that enforcer guy. Um, it's just not really in his nature. Another guy, I mean, Dudley can be fiery at all those kind of things, but he's more of against the officials <laughs> than against other, te- other other like teams so that'd be my next thing i think we do need someone the thing is like the person that, ha- that brought that edge was pj and we traded him mm-hmm. Yep. so we can't have it both ways of going and bringing in a veteran for having an enforcer type role but also not wanting to bring in a veteran that really would lose impact if he wasn't on a playoff team
0: okay you you brought up a good point and you said that the respect that other players have for tyson and the respect tyson has for other players maybe he wouldn't be considered the enforcer but isn't that what this is really about just gaining the respect of other players and other teams i mean we haven't had tyson on the floor when this stuff has been going down is he enough of a just a presence
2: there to maybe keep some tempers a little more calm when it comes to that that could be an argument i mean if we looked back if there was some stat on basketball reference that said, like, number of times there's been a technical foul against Chris or whatever while Tyson Chandler's been on the floor.
0: That, that'd that be good to know, yeah.
2: That'd be, that'd be a really good statistic, but, you know, maybe him not being on the floor and just being on the bench is part of that. I don't think it is. I think that he is still just as vocal as he is. I think if he was on the floor, maybe he would tell the guys, like, to because of that like mutual respect like come on let's just cool it a bit but i I don't think it's changing the way that some of these altercations are going down
0: okay this just came to me this is how we fix the problem Marquise chris goes on the big sauce diet the patented big sauce diet (laughs) and Marquise chris gets up to about 260 next season and he keeps the attitude he has but now he just has something to back it up with i think that's that has to be the plan of attack
1: yeah i think that's the answer
0: the, big, uh, mm, the show think... <laughs> is brought to you by the Big Sauce Diet. The Big Sauce Diet is filled with protein and carbohydrates. and Carbohydrates. Whatever. It,
2: no, make, I'm saying like protein, carbs. carbs, and carbs. Just more carbs. More carbs.
1: I would like to see Tyler Eulis do the same as well, actually. <laughs> Bulk up at 260. <laughs> They'll just roll around on the court, Make Kyle Lowry look
0: Still thin. better defense <laughs> than Brandon Knight. Oh, oh. All right. Hey, you know what? That's perfect. Let's go into talking about just the state of the team right now. It looks like we're embracing the tank now. We've seen every game since the All-Star break. We, we haven't seen Tyson Chandler on the court. We haven't seen Brandon Knight on the court. But in, in, in turn of that, we're seeing great minutes out of Euliss, Allen Williams, and even Derek Jones Jr. So something I noticed last night while we were watching the Hornets game is just the way we're moving right now. It seems like we're a very fluid team right now, and especially when we have Ulis on the court. I think one, once we get into next season, something has to give a little bit, because I don't know if so pick and rolls is a formula for a playoff team. So I don't know. Even though we are, well, we've are what we won one game since the break, we we spanked the Hornets. We shot almost
2: 60% from the floor. Pretty great stuff, but... Close against the Bulls went to overtime. Right. Close against the Bucks.
0: Right. So I don't know personally. I'm just really liking what we're seeing out of the team. Yeah, we're getting chippy with others, but we're finally getting the chance to build our young guys. And so, what do you guys think about that in general? And what do you think about how are Knight and Chandler doing sitting on the end of the bench each night? What do you think about that too?
1: Well, to talk about the game first. One thing we talked about while watching it is it's nice to see all that ball movement and movement off the ball be so fluid because we've had issues with that in the past and it's very apparent that Earl Watson is from the Spurs school of thought and it's nice when we can get that to click every once in a while Um, but for the bench, I don't think Brandon Knight is happy whether he's showing it or not because we did see him smiling on the bench last night but I don't think he's happy. Chandler, I'm sure he's happy to be getting an extended All-Star break. Like he's he's tired. You know he's tired. He's been working so hard this season and he's still getting paid and getting an extra break. I wouldn't complain if I were him.
0: What do you what do you think uh about what if Chandler does come back into the rotation soon, but Knight is still not getting back <laughs> into it? Would you get that would would you be message. as happy to, as I would to see that? <laughs> Do I want to
2: say that I'd be happy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here with a dumb smile on my face, <laughs> thinking of getting Tyson Chandler's rebounds while not having to play Brandon Knight. So yeah, no, I'd be really happy about that. Well.
1: And the best way to raise
2: Brandon Knight's trade value is to have him stay on the bench. Yeah, so. <laughs>
1: yeah maybe they'll just forget
0: about the first two thirds of the season. They'll just forget <laughs> all about it, and then maybe, oh, Brandon Knight, yeah, he's on the Suns roster. Maybe we can pick him up during the offseason.
2: You know, he's a project player. Ooh, <laughs> kind of. Um, you know, we're mm-hmm. talking about these young guys. I kind of you, you mentioned something about this ball movement and stuff. And something that has been apparent is that the ball movement and our best looks, well, kind of blood those on the bench. Is this a. So, is he now the next, like, odd man out? Because PJ was this presence that was this defensive guy who's going to go take a guy for 40 minutes, play defense on him the entire time. He was an older player that didn't fit into. Like the makeup of our team because of not not necessarily how he played on the defensive end but more because of his offensive end where there were times where he tried to take iso possessions there were times where like the, the ball kind of stopped while he had it is Bledsoe the next guy where the ball kind of stops when he has it because I'm, I'm not saying that I think this or not it's just an argument to be made that Um, The the style of basketball that we're trying to play is counterproductive to Bledsoe's strengths.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, I I really agree with you there. And I'm just thinking about Bledsoe when it comes to keeping him on the team, and then you look back at what happened with Isaiah Thomas and Goran Dragic, you're going to wonder if we get into some sort of situation like that again, trying to make a big decision on a point guard. Maybe that happens if we do land a pick early enough in the draft to get Fultz or Ball or Johnson. Uh, we, we will be getting a pick that early in the draft. So maybe if we get the guy that we like, maybe Bledsoe is expendable. But on the opposite side of that, look at the fiascos that have happened when we got rid of Thomas and remember how angry everybody was when we got rid of Dragic. I mean, do we want to go through something like that again? Does the front office want to stick their neck out like that again?
2: It's a tough situation. We're trying to build this family environment and all these things. And, you know, Dudley went and was kind of voicing out, being voice, not voiced, um, being vocal without, like, really words with his dumb picture that he tweeted and those kind of things. And people were really upset about the PJ thing, but it's part of, as much as we want to talk about loyalty and all these other things, a family, like, the business aspect of it is... Okay, well, yeah, we can continue to pay this guy a ton of money and millions and millions of dollars for but like it's not good. It's not getting anywhere.
1: Right. It's a business before anything else.
0: Absolutely. And then just like looking forward to next year even a little more. Say we land one of these top point guards, then we still have Euless plus blood so looks like a guy that deserves minutes right now. He he's getting them finally. And he's paying off. He has a five to one assist to turnover ratio over the last few games, oh, which is just fantastic. It. When's the last time you can say that, Steve Nash? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know. There's there's just so much that we have to be a little patient for his Suns fans here.
2: Yeah, and like the five game, it's five games right now. I think that five to one. We don't know while we're recording if he's able to keep that up when it comes to like the Thunder right. or the Celtics game on Sunday from the Lakers game right before all-star break to the Charlotte game. There we go. Just want to specify. Thank you. Still though, he's looked great. Yeah, he has. I, I love Tyler Uless. I, I feel like I was a big proponent and you guys agreed with me about getting him minutes and just cutting Brandon Knight's minutes or trading him or whatever before the season. So that way we could just give Tyler Uless as many minutes as possible just because he looked very NBA ready. And even though he's small, he's going to de- bring it on defense and pass the ball on the offensive end. He's got a little bit of that pull-up jumper. He's not afraid to use that right now. Right. And uh, that that's looked really nice. And I, I love watching the team when he's out there. When him and Barbosa are our guards, like, it might not be the prettiest, but... But it's fast. It's, yeah. it's fast. There's ball movement. that's a lot of fun. It's so scrappy. Jim Rats. Wait. with the... Right thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: So keeping with like the fluidity that we see with Eulis in there, I feel the exact same way when we have Big Sauce and even Derek Jones Jr. in there. Jones Jr. is another guy that's not gonna—he's not gonna have, need the ball in his hands, set up a play for him to score the ball. So he's cutting too, and like it, some of his cuts that I've seen, I thought it was—I thought it was TJ. You see that patented TJ backdoor cut, but. Man, it's Ben Jones rocking some of those, and he's getting those easy buckets that way. And Sauce is always moving. He's not planted on the post that whole time, even though he will get a few opportunities down on the block. He's, he's moving, and that's different from Len or Chandler. So when we have Sauce in there, the, this reminds me of the seven seconds or less Suns a little bit yeah we're getting, but 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 not quite the quality
2: but <laughs> you, you know what i mean you know more of mean. the fun
1: not yeah. in seconds light
2: yeah there we we're, go. we're thinking more of the fun aspect not necessarily the quality of team aspect exactly one of i think the most underrated things in the nba is the energy big off the bench he comes in he's most effective at home but he'll get those minutes at on the road as well he's gonna come in He's gonna be active on the glass. He's not gonna look to score. He'll get putbacks. he'll get all those kind of things, but is there to boost the energy of your other bench guys. Um, Matt, when I'm looking at a backup big, it's great to have a Mirza, it's great to have these guys. And I would love to have Mirza next to Big Sauce, but Big Sauce is that dude that's gonna go out there and give it 110% each time. And you want those energy guys, and you want those energy bigs. The Brandon Wright is kind of a little bit, he's kind of slowed down. Jordan Hill used to be that under Mike D'Antoni. Um, Montrez Harrell is doing that right now under D'Antoni where he's being in, um, like really just an active big off the bench. It's something that is really underrated, I think, in the NBA. And Big Sauce, I, I love seeing him because he is that guy.
0: Yeah. yeah, for sure. And those are, like we're talking about Big Sauce and then Jones Jr. Those are a couple guys I'd like to keep on the team to sit at the end of our bench. Because, you know, Big Sauce is huge for the bench, try, keeping morale up, getting the fans riled up even. That's great. And then just a the guy with Jones' athleticism to be able to bring in. I mean, I, I'm not lying when I say this. The most fun I've had watching a Suns game in quite a while has been since Jones Jr. is on the team because you have that anticipation that something's going to go down. And, like, last night we saw or, well, whatever, the Hornets game, we saw we saw Big Sauce just rip the ball from Frank Kaminsky, might have pulled his arm out of the socket in the process, but then a nice outlet pass, and then a huge one-handed oop to Derek Jones Jr. It, man, that
1: was fun. And just that, that fun hasn't been there much. Right. Well, and Jones Jr., his, he's very aptly nicknamed Airplane Mode. He is always on Airplane Mode, He's always ready to dunk. Like, when he boxes out, you can see him loading up to, like, put it back. Even if the ball goes the opposite direction. And I love that he's just always ready. Because when that one or two opportunities come, he's ready to put it back. And it is just electric.
2: Yeah, and his core I mean, like, no matter the corny nickname or not. Like, sometimes you just need a corny nickname because dude can fly. It's too good.
0: I like it. I, I personally it. like it. You don't I like, like Rush Hour,
2: than, but you like Airplane Mode. I like <laughs> Airplane
0: Mode much more than Rush Hour.
2: Uh, although I was more of a proponent for a War Machine for Warren, but that's because I'm a giant nerd, so there's yeah. other reasons for that. <laughs> that's fair. Okay. So, don't you guys think that this is probably
0: terrible, that Dragon Bender is out right now and he yes. isn't part of this? That's, uh. really, that's been the only thing that's been bringing me down since we've come back from the All-Star break this this could be the perfect time for him to grow and maybe that doesn't mean big sauce or jones junior are getting quite the minutes they are right now but he'd just be he'd be big time for us and that defensive presence that he brings it's nothing flashy yet but he'd make up for that the lack of pj a little bit with his ability to switch screens and just be in the right position defensively all the time I I don't know I he'd be great to have right now.
2: See I think I don't think that we would be taking minutes away from Derek Jones Jr. Or Big Sauce. I think basically the role that Dudley's playing right now is yeah. what Bender would be doing because they are similar players of perimeter defenders, kind of just stretch out, stretch bigs. Um, he would have the ball movement. He would do all those things. I think he would be doing what PJ or not PJ Tucker. Sorry, Jared Dudley. Uh, would be doing right now and um i think we're using jared dudley specifically because we want to try and i think watson's really trying to build that offensive scheme
0: yeah and who better than having dudley on the court to really help out an offense
2: lb and dudley i mean those are the veterans that you want like to help teach an offense to a guy to guys
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: just recently I've been seeing Dudley make so many just the right passes, just the perfect pass. He'll find the backdoor cut. He's not afraid to try to fit one in there. And it's been paying off. And that's what that's like. what I've been saying. That's what makes ball fun. When you squeeze that pass in there that might not go through, but you get a dunk at the end of it, right now in this season, totally worth the shot, worth the
2: chance.
1: Oh, yeah. Take every risk you possibly can.
2: Yeah, and like we're not saying like Dudley doesn't make mistakes or anything, but like the brand of basketball that he plays is what he's done like just about his entire career since his first stint in Phoenix, really, I'll say. And that's why we brought him in.
0: So we're kind of blowing through the show here. I, I'm kind of surprised about that. I thought we'd be a lot more Gabby because we're all <laughs> sitting in the same room. But we're Maybe it's because
2: we've it. been Gabby so much just like yeah. outside of it that I we know. got onto the. We
0: should have just started recording while we were sitting in the living room last night, <laughs> right. drinking a few hard sodas. <laughs> that, maybe that would have been the best time to maybe put something out. Or maybe the worst time, I guess. <laughs> Depending <laughs> on. So yeah. like, we've been talking about embracing the tank. Anything in particular you guys want to bring up? I should have thought this through a little bit more. (laughs) We we maybe should have planned this episode a little better, but
2: like I said... To be fair, we had a plan, then we just got excited and blew through that plan.
0: Yeah. And those hard sodas probably got in the way of a little preparation last night. A little bit of... Maybe, maybe, but... (laughs) I don't know. Well, what do you think... We're going to the Suns game tonight against the Thunder.
2: So the 3 of us are all together. So we're going to look into actually the crystal ball and we're going to predict. Ooh. We're going to predict some stuff for this Thunder game and you guys are going to tell us how wrong we were. Ooh, yeah. Win this post. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. I like it. So what do we start off with? Do we start off with I think final we just score? start I think we just start throwing things that we that probably will happen and then maybe go a little bit more extreme. Okay. Okay, so Sabonis
1: drops 50, but the Suns still win. <laughs> my dream situation.
2: Well, when two players drop 50 and the whole rest of the team doesn't do anything. Exactly. And I'm Subo- talking about Roberson right now. Yes. So. Sabonis
1: and Roberson each drop 50. No one else on the Thunder scores. And Devin Booker scores 101 points and we win.
2: Yeah, that's how it awesome. When bold.
1: you say it like
2: that. <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> so here's my,
0: my not so bold prediction, but I'm going to say that russell westbrook has a good day doesn't have to pull out his ak messes around and gets a triple double nice Is, are those the <laughs> lyrics did i nail that yeah you did good pretty well so yeah i'm, I'm saying we're gonna see a triple double out of westbrook what do you guys think 10 10 10 just flat <laughs> the bare minimum because blood shutting him down
2: 10 Um, blocks,
0: 10 steals. You know, I want to
2: be really optimistic (laughs) about some uh, patented blood-soaked defense, but we have not been seeing that this year. So, yeah, I I think that Westbrook will take advantage of some of our lack of rebounding since Tyson's been on the bench and Mm -hmm. uh, will definitely mess around. It may be a little bit angry. We were watching the end of that Portland game last night.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was Thursday happy. night.
2: Whatever. And uh, <laughs> he, he was a little not happy. And uh, I mean when you score forty-five points, you should be like getting production from the rest of your team and the rest of his team is garbage.
1: Hey.
2: I I love Stephen Adams. <laughs> Stephen Adams is great. <laughs> and uh, like What about so, that Sabonis guy? Yeah. I was just gonna skip like Sabonis <laughs> entirely. I was gonna go up next to Doug McDermott and then like and Roberson plays good defense. He just can't score. Yeah, and Tosh Gibson hit that, like, three-quarter Oh, that was incredible. Pass. Yeah, that like shot. was cool.
1: Okay, but on a real note, what I want to see is at least one Derrick Jones Jr. dunk that makes me go,
2: oh! Yeah, that's fair. We're going to see that. I want to see that live. He's I been getting, that's what I think on average, like one and a half dunks a game since the All-Star break.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hopefully he can maintain that. So we're all looking right. for that half dunk. That's the real. That's mm-hmm. the real kicker.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So answer is Russ going to get a triple double? Yes. 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 So we all think he'll get a triple double. Will he continue the forty point streak? Is it four games in a row now?
2: Three games. Three games. Three games. Um, as of three three, at three o'clock. Uh, almost three thirty. Um, he is on a th- he is on a three game forty point streak. Um, only players. To have multiple three-game three 40-point streaks are Jordan, um, Moses Malone, and Kobe. So, yeah. not bad company. Bunch of trash players. <laughs> <laughs> um, only scoring in garbage time. Yeah. We anyway, know we're what, not talking actually, about Devin Booker.
1: I want to address that. I, I've been meaning to say this the whole time I've been down here. And I think the people who are saying Devin Booker only scores in garbage time are 100% right. Because... The past two years of Suns basketball has been garbage, been garbage time. time. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. I guess that's true. <laughs> Just non
2: garbage time. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. That's a fair assessment. So, yeah. Um, I, I don't think Westbrook scores 40. 35 or 37. 39.
1: Or 40. Okay. 39 is my guess. Now, that'd be a booker. <laughs> <was> <laughs> twice in a row.
0: Hmm, now, I'm going to say he doesn't get it tonight, but this makes me think of one thing. How fast does Tyler Ulis get subbed out of the game if they bring in Westbrook at, like, say... I think they call a, a timeout, or, like, foul, <laughs> instant, instant. way.
2: Just-, <laughs> instant, <laughs> just, yeah. just to save little Tyler. <laughs> save Tyler. Yeah, we don't want to kill Tyler in this rookie year. Yeah,
1: that's fair. Once he gets on the big sauce diet, then yeah. we can talk, but until
2: then. This podcast was brought to you by The Big Sauce Diet. <laughs> Mac and cheese and fried chicken. It's just... Our yes.
1: first sponsor, The Big Sauce Diet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, for for snack time, you dip Cheetos in butter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's no fooling around.
2: Real talk. This has nothing to do with the sons, but my grandpa, um, my good old gramps, ate cheetos with buttermilk like cereal oh. real oh. for real this is like <laughs> a legitimate meal that he like i don't know if he still eats to this day but like Sorry to be
0: dark here but i'm surprised he's still alive if he eats that
2: he's a grumpy stubborn old man i mean yeah, they always he lived can the just put anything in that gun pretty much and be fine <laughs> <laughs> he, he was an iron worker like i mean like he's half robot right now that's so. fair
0: that's oh. fair but man that that's impressive cheetos that's and buttermilk that's... buttermilk wow i don't even think i've ever owned like a thing of like a jar or cup you don't of buttermilk to. i don't think <laughs> man
2: yeah that's that's what we do need... in this podcast we go off a... on a tangent and then just get stuck on you no know, i might
1: so... need a minute here that's, that's homemade something. corn dogs kind of sound good like heat up some buttermilk isn't that how you
2: do that and you where, where are you going with it? this how does this relate back to a t-shirt <laughs> or Cheetos
1: Cheetos uh, the Cheetos are, are warming, warming up, up. <laughs> in the
0: buttermilk cereal mm-hmm.
2: buttermilk I Cheetos. mean technically they are warming up they're getting back to room temperature I suppose we could make an even more
1: obscure t-shirt
0: you know what if they're wasn't cheese on cheetos it'd pretty much just be like a cereal really just like a corn pop yeah a cor- are we having <laughs> this yeah. conversation a
1: long, yeah. cor- long airy corn pop like i said we had to kill a little
2: hey time. Okay, man we welcome <laughs> to chuck's corner <laughs> did you know if cheetos didn't have cheese on them they'd just be a cereal but hey
0: i'm just spitting facts here yeah, <laughs> i don't want to be upset about it we could crunchy can take this out or bad. puffs
2: It'd be a chip. No, let's, no. Let's get off <laughs> this. We're thing. done. We're, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Oh, I'm a
1: problem man myself.
2: That's fair.
0: Okay. Where do we go from this? I
2: thought we were doing predictions, and then you guys went completely oh, yeah. off of that. Come on. All right. Um, Getting back to the topic.
0: Tonight, I predict that David's grandpa has a nice bowl of Cheerios <laughs> and buttermilk. What are you guys' predictions? <laughs> okay. Let's. We'll get back to it for real. So... How did a joke about Tyler Eulis having to guard Russell Westbrook turn
1: Because we away? talked about the Allen Williams big sauce. Oh yeah. Oh,
0: Man.
2: Cheetos okay. and butter. We're okay. It, we're we're there.
1: really out of okay. It, it was How about a
0: good someone, rabbit hole. I can't get this out of my head. So could someone please maybe make a prediction for the game and we'll go after
2: So I think that the second leading scorer for the Thunder is an interesting prediction. Um, is it gonna be a vet like Taj Gibson or Steven Adams? Or is it gonna be one of these young guys that still has a lot to prove, like Victor Oladipo or Doug McDermott? Mm. Um, that That's really my big question, is who's gonna be the second leading scorer for the Thunder? And really, that's my question for a lot of the rest of the season. For this entire season, I've wondered who's gonna be that second guy for the Thunder. And people keep on comparing the Rockets and the Thunder and how if the Rockets didn't have James Harden, like, like it's the same situation. And I don't know if like they haven't seen a, like Rockets game. Yeah, they yeah. got that Eric Gordon guy. <laughs> now they have that Lou Williams. Like they guy have enough like three point. They have, they have enough three point shooting. Plus, they have Mike D'Antoni. I think they'd be okay. Whereas the Thunder have Russell Westbrook, and the reason that he's having to average a triple double is because no one else will. Right. Right.
0: So, I my guess, based on the game we watched against the, what, who was it? Yeah. So, I saw Taj Gibson pull out one of the better up and unders I've seen in a long time. And if we have Marquise Chris guarding him, I think he's going to get Marquise Chris jumping on everything if he's going to just be able to control the post like that and they're feeding him a little bit. So, I'm going to go with Taj.
1: And that leads well into my prediction. I bet Marquise Chris falls out. I know that's not super bold, but
2: I think that if we're smart, we don't even put Marquise Chris on either Ennis Cantor or Tosh Gibson. My guess is Ennis Cantor. He is back. Um, He plays a ton of minutes for the Thunder. So I think he's going to probably be their second leading scorer. Um, I think that if my, my bold prediction is that if one of those guys is on the floor, Marquise Chris is not guarding them.
1: Right, but it works. That it'll out. be Alex Len,
2: and they'll just yeah. tell Alex Len not to get off those dudes.
1: It works out well because the way the Thunder spread out their minutes with Sabonis is similar to what we do with Chris, where they start him and then he plays like between twelve and twenty minutes a night. So yeah, but they're
2: a playoff team, and we're playing
1: Chris a lot right, more right now. So right, I mean, that's Chris has been playing more, but like th- for the majority of the season, that's what we were doing with Chris too, and I imagine that's how we we'll match up on defense to start.
2: That's fair. Um, I have a big prediction for the Suns, and that prediction is that Bledsoe has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and wants to go toe-to-toe with Westbrook, kind of like he always does, but uh, just can't get it there and has a really rough stat line and a really rough shooting night. Oh, I So last year, I remember... I think it was a
0: Dawkins YouTube clip. It was a battle between Westbrook and Bledsoe. And they both put up over 30 points. And that was probably at the time one of Bledsoe's best games. And I think that's kind of what started a lot of the hype about Bledsoe brings it when Westbrook comes to town. But, man. Just, Westbrook's on another level. He's just on another yeah. level. If if Bledsoe, can, if Bledsoe can hang with him, man. If Bledsoe keeps him under 30... And I don't even want to talk about rebounds or assists because those don't all have to do with blood. So it's not really a man-on-man deal. But if blood can keep Westbrook under thirty, and blood can score twenty, that's a win for blood. So in the Suns,
2: it is. It, it is a big win, and it's not going to happen. Right. But it. But it might. <laughs> These are bull predictions. So yeah. Do you have? Do you have one last ball prediction, Mitch? One prediction. last
1: bold prediction. Let me think of one off the top of my head. Um, Tyler Eulis scores more than 10 points. Ooh. I have no factual basis for that. It's just the first thing that came to my head.
2: Does Tyler Eulis one up his most assists in a game at eight? Does he one up that? That's a good question.
0: Ooh, um, should I get real bold and predict? Project, ugh, predict predict? <laughs> You're having
2: just the hard of a time saying predict as
0: yeah. I was. Predict a Tyler Ewless double double 10 and ten assists. Ooh, ooh. I mean we're getting close.
2: Great. We are getting close. We're getting dangerously close, I feel like, every game. I and think, not dangerously like in a bad way, like obviously. Yeah.
0: I, I think you can tonight take advantage of a rusty Norris Cole
2: tonight, maybe yeah. show him. But yeah, that's thing NBA champion Norris Cole. Oh yeah. NBA champion. <laughs> China League. The champ is here. Actually, I don't even think he got signed by a China team. Team like he in China. He was just hanging out. He was just doing what we did this afternoon. Yeah. Not and what long. Archie Goodwin Yeah, but doing he has a lot more money <laughs> than we do. <laughs> uh,
0: True. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll finish it with one more bold prediction. I predict that tonight, if you watch the post game show, you will see a Cheese is Warming Up t shirt somewhere in the background. Yes. That's a go back in the past
1: tell your past so. yeah set your DVR in the past <laughs>
0: so how about this since we made all these predictions and then this podcast is going to come out after the game we would really appreciate it if you got a hold of us and said who made the dumbest
2: prediction yeah so, and then who had the best one yeah like which not maybe not necessarily like i think a lot of us are on the same page on a couple of these so like it could easily where we get right with one of those um i think who made the dumbest prediction is a really good one and who like who was the most wrong
1: yeah yeah and yeah so we're gonna be you know how hectic it is at a stadium and that kind of thing after the game it's gonna be a while um we're gonna be busy so just give us those answers we can check our phones you know we, we'd like to see except
2: that they're not gonna. we won't be busy on like tuesday when this actually when they actually yeah. listen to
1: this oh yeah i just cut that <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mitch is done. Well, if Mitch is done... No, I said I'm dumb. Oh, you're dumb. <laughs> well, then I'll stop that. that.
2: That transition was just all gone. It was going to be good, though.
0: If, <laughs> so let, let's just say Mitch had said I'm done. So I'm going to say, well, that must be a good time for all of us to be done. Let's wrap this thing up. We're too
2: excited to like have like a real podcast right now. Yeah, so, it's true. I am very
1: excited.
0: All right. So let, let's just get through these social media plugs and then say bye.
2: Yeah, um, we'll probably... Might secretly pretend like we're gonna talk about what's going on next week, and we might start looking into some like college, like conference championships. Maybe, maybe there's a little bit of like predicting on that and talking about those kind of things. Looking into the globe as we looked, uh, just a second ago, the globe, the crystal ball. I don't know. I made some dumb joke that didn't resonate with anyone that listened. Yeah. Well, you don't
0: know that yet, but we'll see.
2: But out of, <laughs> out of out of us, I don't think it resonated. So. It's not going to resonate with anyone. That's that's where that's what happens with all the things I say. It's yeah. all good.
0: That, that's what makes you a hell of a podcast co- <laughs> yeah. host. There we go. No I can't reason. I can't talk either. So what am I saying? All Let's right, and this what we're at: <laughs> Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod, Facebook Phoenix Suns Multiple Sources, email Sunny and at gmail.com. Head over to the website at Sunny and and the entire. Multiple sources, blog, and podcast network. We'll see you next week, and go Summers.